Well, it's taxes of death piles and taxes. It is that time of year. We're going to have to do something. Uncle Sam wants his money. Who doesn't want their money? Well, he's got a lot of it, but we all got to put it in the system. That's the country we live in. So need to file your taxes. Got questions. You want to know more because you're a reseller. It is a little more difficult than it is, especially if it's your first year. You're getting into it. You're going to get these 1099Ks. You get information that you don't know what to do with, and we don't want you to pay any more than you have to. So reach out to us here at Adam Up Accounting. You can go to our website and check us out on social media. Um, we'd love to help you out. Like I said, we know the resale game. We're here to make sure that you pay your fair share, but don't go back to jail. It's your favorite time of the week. It is Death Piles and Taxes podcast of how you're going to make money. We are glad to be here late tonight, D-Roy. Burn that midnight oil. I'm D-Roy Everett. Across the desk from me is Adam Two Doors Beasley. Adam, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing better than you. I think you just drilled by the dentist. I got the cleanest teeth in the, uh, probably in the, in the world right now. Sure, I bet you do. I mean, not too many dentists working this late and, uh. I just went and got my, my uh, annual cleanup. Oh, boy. That's always a good thing to have. And they had the TV on there. I, I watched Will of Fortune and Jeopardy and uh, waited for the dentist to come out and tell me some stuff. And now here I am. So was Ken Jennings. Was our buddy Ken Jennings hosting? No, it was uh, some executive producer guy. Oh. Kurt Cobain. I don't know who it was. It wasn't Alex Treback. No, Alex is no longer with us, Adam. I don't know if you know this or not, but he's, uh, he's departed. I mean, if it was a rerun. No, this was new. Oh, brand new, huh? New, we got a new champion, if you're wondering. We got a new Jeopardy champion today. Pat Sajak, was he was he hosting? Oh, he was there. They were doing island hopping, and uh, it was kind of hard to see around when they're... Uh, man, they go kind of hard when they're trying to clean up those teeth. Oh, yeah. And uh, you're just trying... I'm just trying to imagine myself watching the Will of Fortune and being in a different different place. Yeah, that's, I totally get that, so... Man, how uh, how's everything going for you? you you're selling, like, hotcakes? It is. It's still busy. It's still going well. Um I, that's a good thing to say. I know a lot of people are kind of not doing... Like, it depends what you're selling right now, I think. If you're uh, in used clothing, that's probably slowed down a lot. Not so many people uh, going to work and, and things like that where they need to buy new wardrobes. Or you don't want to look cool at the gym, buying your new whatever, like you're, you're home eating the bonbons. But if you're selling cards and uh, collectibles... Um, I'm waiting. I I don't know. They're they're talking about prices on PSA going up again next month on uh, things. So oh, man, I gotta get mine out. Get your stuff out. I started doing. Uh, I got set like five days. Started doing me a little. I don't know if that's true or not. That's just the rumor. I started doing myself a uh, putting together a submission, and I I'm way like I'm like oh am I insane? That's why I see the number there about where I'm to. I'm like, am I just, am I crazy or is this going to be a smart move? So Smart move. We'll see. It'll be a smart move. Um, also, uh, the, the the wallet was found. Um, don't know if you remember last week. Yeah, there was a, a, a scuff. Well, it wasn't a scuff. It was just uh, had a great Valentine's uh, evening and uh, then I lost my wife's wallet. Well, it's been found. Where was it? Well, let's just say there was a miracle rock involved and... Uh, it gets all fishy after that, so it was found. It was found. That's we'll just leave it. Leave at it at that. that. And then a whole other podcast about where, why, and how. But I know you're a faith-based man, Adam. So the miracle rock comes into play. The miracle happened, huh? But yeah, I mean, uh, I know you're busy doing taxes, but how, how are sales doing? You know, sales are good. Like I said, I don't have a ton in my store. I've got you know twenty-ish items. I've got a lot. 
coming in on my PSA order. I'm looking right now, I got 121 items coming. Uh, it's in the assembly, so we'll see what that means. I know, I've had uh, the same cards getting graded for about, about it seems like two months now, so yeah, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll see. see. We'll see what that means. Um, I will tell you, I, I took a book out of the D-Roy page, so first time you're listening, appreciate you being here. It will not be your last, I can promise you that. Or if it is, you're already gone, so we don't care. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're gonna see it. You're gonna You're wondering what a prayer rock is, or a miracle rock. I don't even know what kind of rock it was. It was a pet rock back in the seventies. It was bought some uh, crystal shop up in the big city. You know, good intentions and vibes. So I took a book out of the D-Roy's that right? Sell stuff online. He's been doing it. He is the uh, uh, the champion of eBay cards. Self-proclaimed. <laughs> I don't know. It says in your Twitter profile. I self-proclaimed it. Well, Gary, Gary V. follows me. So. Gary V. follows me. How many of you can say that? That's, only that's like, right. Just me. Okay. Go, like go ahead, Adam. Go ahead. I did get fake spam by him one time on LinkedIn. I know. I remember. I got all excited. You were all excited. And then I'm like, oh. I, you, I also got fake spam by Lori Grenier from Sharp. Oh, dude. Maybe you should just start collecting them. I, I, that was the fake spam. I, I uh, yeah. I can go yeah, off on I, that. I, I won't get it. But like I said, Back, back to the D-Roy, he is the man. He knows what he's doing. He has the uh, the clout, and he, he's teaching me things, okay? I had somebody message me about uh, some cards and said, hey, what's the lowest bill you pay to sell that for? <laughs> the obvious answer. The, always the right answer, Adam. You want to say it? Oh, yeah, I'll I, go for I, it. I sent him a message back. What's the highest you'll pay for it? That's always the answer. I, I actually came up with, uh, I had an offer come in today from a guy from, from Germany and he was offered on four cards, right? And he kind of went low on a couple. One was a raw card, and I don't think he realized that, so I took that offer. The other one I'd had for a while, and so it was a decent offer, so I took that one. But the two other cards, I countered back with other offers. So I'm like, dude, you got to buy four of them. you got to buy, I mean, I think he's kind of in the mindset that I'd sell one and sell them all. But no, I, I split it right up and uh, haven't heard back from him, but... Either way, I'm just like, you know, I'll make you some offers. I made some reasonable offers, but he was trying to go way low on, on something, and I'm like, no, that's not happening. And then he did the counter offer. And uh, for those of you that haven't sent offers, I do it daily. It really helps boost sales, yeah. uh, especially if you don't know where your stuff's at or, or what you want to sell things for. It's nice to just be open to some offers. Uh, but after, I think it's two or three, you can just decline them because obviously it's just a waste of time. And I don't usually put a, a message or anything like that besides the standard Hey, you got a great offer on this uh, this item or whatever. Anyways, uh, long story short, um, I declined the, the last offer, so I think he ended up with three of the four, hasn't paid yet, but guy in Germany that I'm negotiating with, only only on eBay, right? That's all you get. So I have this up, and you tell me where I'm at. So I have uh, five Michael Jordan cards that came in on the uh, on the uh, Michael Jordan specials. Which I'm still, that's the one that's been grading for three months for me. Yeah, so I've got a... This one's cool. It's like a mini Michael Jordan to nine. This is a real common 91 Fleer, uh, an all-star card. This one's kind of cool. It's that and that. And I have it listed, so five cards for one ninety nine ninety seven. We've got that mental thing. I you like, like that 97, yeah. I like the 97. Um, so a guy hit me up with an offer for $150, and I just didn't reply to it all. Am I crazy? Like, should I have taken it? I, I know, it's always hard to say. I mean, it's five graded cards. You break it down, cost per card, what you're into it per card, yeah, per grade. I mean, I'm into it. Like I said, it, you know, this part of the Jordan special, you know, with the shipping, it's probably $11 a card. So you're into it a little over $50. Yeah, I'm into it 55 bucks. 
I mean, that's a, that's a tough call. Uh, Michael Jordan's always going to be something right now. Cards are hot, but he's, I mean, he's never going to really go down in value. That's so. what I thought. Okay, so you just, and they said it's nothing crazy. Like I said, it's not like, you know. I mean, they're all higher grades, too. They're like yeah. all at least nines, right? Yeah, they're all, it's all nines. Yeah, I mean, if there was a six or a seven or, or a random weird kind yeah. of grade in there, I could see something like that. But uh, I just hit him back. Did uh, Were you able to make a counteroffer or was it just an offer? No, see, oh, see, I didn't know you could see this. So now you can look on there and. You know, I had these offers at 120, and said you automatically decline. He did 130, 140, automatically. So decline. he's just trying to find the lowest place and yeah. see. So a lot of people, um, and uh, I'm guilty of this too. You'll see because we said the auto reject. Yes. So you got three or four shots to see if you can get right to that cusp of what's the lowest the guy's going to take without asking him. Yeah. And then hopefully you just accept the offer, and then he's but, probably thinking I'm going to take those five. I'm going to sell them all separate, right? I do the same thing. So he's like, I'm going to take those five cards. He's selling them as a lot. I'm going to get them. I'm going to sell them individually for yeah. you know seventy dollars each or, or whatever he thinks he can get for them. Correct. And for a lot of people, that's not a bad strategy. He just ran into Adam, who doesn't care if he sells them or not. Yeah, I, I, I'm just like on the. It's tax season, and you're like looking at him. I'm just, I'm just sitting on it. I'm just, I'm just saying, yeah, you know what? I, I don't. I'm going to take D-Roy's advice, and I'm just going to sit on it. I, uh, yeah, sit on it, pal. I also had a, a auction the end of the other day, so I was doing my cards, and I, I had a, a box of those uh, wrestling cards that we talk about all the time. It was the Trivia Series, Series Two. And, man, I was excited. I thought it was going to go for some big money because they've been kind of shooting up. And this one kind of disappointed and fizzled. I mean, uh, and I said to you guys in the group chat, I said, well, maybe he won't pay. Or maybe he'll want to cancel, right? So he sends me a, a, a message saying that my son didn't know what he was bidding on. Oh, I remember you saying that, yeah. And so I'm like, okay, cool. And then all of a sudden he's like, no, I want, I want to keep it. I want to keep it. Well, I already canceled the order. Okay. And so I think he gave him his money back. So as of right now, he sent me another message that he wants it. But I'm like, dude, that was a really good price. I'm going to hold on to it. I could open up the box and take two cards out of there and get about $200 a card, saying they come back at a minimum of an eight with the Rock and the Stone Cold card. So I was really expecting to get more than what I got for the, for the thing. So I'm like, I'll just sit on it for another six months, maybe a year, or I'll open it up and, and get those cards going. But the guy that uh, I was lucky that the first thing was like my kids don't know what they're doing bidding on this stuff. Liar, 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 liar. Then he realized what it was, what he had, and tells me, you know, that he, yeah, he all of a sudden he's had this change of mind. Well, I've changed my mind too, so it's kind of a weird scenario. It doesn't happen all the time, but it's it's just one of those things that I like about reselling and, and being in the world of eBay. Is every day is kind of a new adventure, and different things happen all the time. So. I know that numbers and asking prices, like I said, this is a podcast about learning how to do everything, and can you do me a favor, let's mark this, and can you insert the celebration music, Jimmy Cheapy Pants sold his first item on eBay today. Saw that, saw that. Congratulations goes out to Jimmy, and uh, it was a Switch game. Yeah, it was. Don't know the backstory or anything. We've, we've been talking to him, telling him to do it, we didn't know if he was a you know, closet seller that we just didn't tell us about, but apparently he got on the game, he took the advice, and he is reaping the back. Hopefully he made some money. The other day, my wife, I told you she started putting stuff on Macari, she had her for sale. <laughs> so, there you go. It's not, I mean, people are, it's just do it, people. I know there's people listening right now that they're going to get into it when they're a little less busy or what's they have more time to figure it out. Just start doing it. 
it, it's not that hard. Pick up the phone, take a couple pictures, and, and I mean, everybody has time. Like, everybody, well, I'm so busy. No, you're, what are you doing from, you know, 10.30 till 11.30 at night? It's not a, uh, it's not an audio thing either, so you no. can still watch your TV shows. Absolutely. And take your pictures and do your list here or whatever, so you can incorporate it. So one of the things, like so we talk, it, it's always finding those things that you think are going to have value in the future, or it's you learning how to do things. Cards have gone crazy. It's just insane what they've gone about. That's the best part. You go back, you timestamp it. We've been talking about this. We well, had this one days. right. Now we need, to, we need to figure out the next wave, the next storm coming. Adam's got it. I've got it. No, I know what it is. Let me tell you about this, and I'll go to what that next one is. I'm already there. Um, you guys are on this Rocky Mafia, the rock card. Did you watch The Young Rock, the new, the new TV show? I saw part of it. I didn't, I didn't. Good show. I didn't get it. But you guys showed me this card. This is the Rock, like, 2.0. It's like his second-year card. It's some, you know, I don't know. It's a random card. I don't even know what it's called. The 1997. You want, you want the backstory of that? It was cut out of the back of an action figure. Yes. I was, well, there, there you go. go. So, yeah. back of the action figure. Card. Card. <laughs> so, you guys showed it to me. And neither one of you guys bought it, which I'm shocked. Because you guys sent me the information. I think I ended up getting it for, like, $70. Yeah, I and, think that was about right. And I'm going to send it in to get graded. But just, you know, list price is nothing, but this one's listed for $500. Yeah, and they're going up in value. Yes. And he's got a new TV show out being popular. Yes. It's going to keep going up. I'm just saying I'm excited. It's a good purchase, good pickup. That, my, my Bill Goldberg. I'm excited. Well, I saw, well, the other day I was up in the uh, the big city, and I saw that Golden Corral had a drive through open now. Oh, boy. So, in gratitude, you can take me and paint it through the Golden Golden Crown drive through at least once. I, I, that's, we'll see what happens. I mean, somebody's got if it, if, if, if it cracks $600, I think that's where you're at. I mean, list point is nothing. I mean, but somebody's got your same card you had up for $100,000, and that's just crazy. Uh, you can ask anything. It says, oh, we all know it's sold and completes, but yeah. Okay. So we're, we're going to, like, so we've got we got the, the Michael Painter coming up. We did an interview with him a couple weeks ago. We're doing it here. We're doing it live. Oh, uh, Michael Painter coming up next. Come on, Adam. Uh, well, the he, magic of the podcast. You can't, you can't, uh... Yeah. Yeah. So, before we get into that, I'm going to get real nerdy with it. Oh, let's do it. This podcast is time-stamped. We are recording on uh, February 23rd, 2000 and... No, yeah, 2021. 2021. The day of our Lord. I believe that's how you refer to it. The year of our Lord. That one. Yes. <laughs> um, In the year of our Lord, 2021. Yes. Um, I've been, you know, always trying to find out, like, this card stuff and, and things on the internet. I've kind of figured, you know what, art, like, it's not going away. This this thing ain't going away. Been learning about Dogecoin. We've talked about it. Cryptocurrency, like, it's kind of in that far-out world, right? But it's becoming more obtainable. Like, a year ago, I don't think any of us had any cryptocurrency. I'm not going to confirm or deny it. Okay, but I'm just saying, the bulk group of our friends, I sure didn't. I, you know, I knew what it was, but I never did anything with it. Derek coined it, go as well as I thought it would. It was not, a good venture, though. Not yet. Um, so, anyways, I've been trying to, like I said, learn. That's what this whole podcast is. Death piles and tax coin. That's right. Yes. Oh, that's the other one. We got we got a good coin thing that we'll talk about off the air. That was, that was the other. Anyways, collecting coins. If you're ever getting there, we're going to get to that point. Um with one of our potential guests from a, uh, a clearinghouse. Um, Publishers, is Eddie McMahon coming over? Yes, he is. Eddie is. Um, there's this, this thing called NFT, okay? 
non-fungible tokens. And it is, essentially, it's a piece of art that you make that is time-stamped like a piece of cryptocurrency that you can have forever. So no matter what, it gets shared like, you know, one of these tweets or these memes that everybody sees, like, that could be potentially with what happens with your NFT. And the more that happens, the more people see it, what happens is if somebody makes it, you can bid on it. You can only buy it right now, I think, with Ethercoin. I think that's the term. I don't know. Into the Ether. Diphtherium. I don't know. Something <laughs> like that. Magic gold sprinkle dust. Yes, that's what you buy it with. But you can buy it, and then it's yours, and it's timestamped, so there's only it's only yours. It can't be counterfeited. It can't be anything. If it's shared, it, you get 100% of whatever royalties, whatever thing. So it, it really makes sense, but these are, people are making, like, top, I think it's Top Shots NBAs, just in the last two days. I just watched it. A LeBron James 13-second clip. It's just like you'd see something on Twitter. Just sold for $208,000. Okay? Just this little clip. It's a virtual thing. There was a Zion Williamson little clip that sold for $100,000. I guess I'm not grasping the whole picture. So if somebody just takes a picture or a they video. They make a video. So what, let's just say that's your inner intellectual property? Yes, it is your intellectual but property. Doesn't Zion say, hey, uh, give me a little... little no, there's, there's somehow there's some copyright. Like, so Top Shot, this, this company has all of the exclusive rights or something. I don't know quite how they So do. if I go to a, a game and take a picture, I don't necessarily have the rights to do it. I don't know about it. That's the part I don't know about. But So Ryan that works with me over at my other company, Extreme Modus, he saw it and he was like, he was head deep into it. Like, he was really big into YouTube years ago. Like, he did it. So he made a bunch of stuff the other night. So he has made digital Bitcoin cards that look like Pokemon cards. And, and that's what he did. And he put it up, and he sold it. He's trying to figure it out. He sold a couple, like, $5, you know, figuring it out. But he did sell it for that. And he just was showing me, like, hey, this is what it is. So you basically go to Adobe Clip Art, you do all these things, you make it, you timestamp it, and you have a glorified whatever piece of art that you've made. You have a, a digital uh, something that you pay with crypto something. Yes. And, and, it, and it's worth something. Exactly. But it, from now but until... But in the future, it's going to be worth more something. Yes. And from now until forever, it's, it's yours. Like, it will always be... Or... By yours, it will always be able to say it's yours. So, for instance, let's just say that the title to uh, Gail Miller's Lexus comes up in question. Okay? If this were an NFT, that title would have a forever searchable history of who actually owned that particular piece of art or title. Because it would be on the blockchain. Because it's on the blockchain, and it would say... Larry H. Miller bought this. He drove it with one leg, and when he passed away, it went to Gale, and then it sat there, and then Pelican's neighbor got it, and then Pelican had it. So it's a, it's a list. It is. A it's digital a, list. It's exactly. It is a digital forever list. Forever list. Of, so what happens when you die? I, that's a great you question. You pass it on to the kids? I'm guessing it goes somewhere. 
you know, just like all of A chain of custody is developed, or what? You have to wheel off your uh, intellectual ideas I love now. where you're going with this now, because this brings up huge tax consequences. Death piles and taxes, IP, Derek Everett, as of time stamp now, Adobe, I, I Crypto. Will, I will tell you this. I, I'm still working on it. I don't know if it's trademarked or copyrighted, but whichever one it is, death piles and taxes pending. is ours. 2021-ish. The next time somebody says death piles and taxes, they owe Derek 0.13 of a we, we can just go to death piles and just get, yeah, get that going, because people use that. Yeah, we'll, And we'll, then taxes, I think we'd have to fight the government on a little bit, but I'm down. So, when you say what, I, and I know it's kind of out, and I get it, but the thing is, is if somebody would have told you, hey, this crypto thing, it's kind of, I, I think we're past that point where somebody says, hey, if you should look into this, what does it hurt you to look into it? Well, it's just kind of like a, a photograph or a picture, like you're saying. There's a copyright to it. So it's just a, a digital copyright almost. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. It, it's and, and no longer can anybody steal your identity piece of property because it's, it's time-stamped with your information on it forever. So all that has to happen is you just need to capture the right picture, have it, you know, time-stamped, and have some Hollywood agent or, or yes. some... Somebody that's doing a, let's say you have a friend that works in ad agencies, and you say, hey, take this, use it for me, and then they have to license and have an agreement, and you get the, the perpetuity coming in for who knows how long because Ever. they're using your image. No, no, forever. Well, as long as they're using the image. Yeah, forever, yeah, but as long as, if they're using the image and somebody else sees it and somebody else sees it, all it does is it increases. It's kind of like all you have to do is write one good Christmas song and you're set for life. Now you just got to make one uh, DTB. O-T. You find out who your friends are. What was that called again, TR? What are we talking about? NFT. NFT, I need to make that Non-fungible tokens. The fungible. And you just got to make a non-fungible token and That's you're it. set for life. I'm telling you. Not- I'm going to start doing Christmas tokens. Do it. Copyright Derek Everett. Anyone that does that now, non-fungible, is uh, liable no, you, against you me just, You can't just say it. you got to do the work. I just did. But you got to do the work. I have. That's it's already done. See, you're just like all these people that wanted to say they're going to make money on eBay, but they won't do the work. Yeah, I'm fungible token. Yes, you are. So, I, I don't know. I've gone down kind of the rabbit hole. I've been doing some, some research on it. I've created my Coinbase wallet and all of these other things. I'm learning what Lipterium is. Um, you know, My dad used to have a nice coin pouch that he got from a kangaroo. He'd carry around his coins in. Those are those are uh, those are good wallets. That's they're tough. So I don't know. That's all I'm saying is is uh, I would say just spend a little time if you haven't. You know, I, Mark Cuban's talking about it. They just bought a whole bunch of money. Um, they bought a whole bunch of money. That he just put a, dumped a ton of money into it. Okay, Gary V did. Like he says, he's kind of been in on the forefront of a lot of other things. I mean, they're they're putting money into this. So. You know, when the big boys are doing it, I mean, you can follow right behind suit or you can miss out. And like I said, what, it's, it's time and money. That's all it is. Well, it sounds like, uh, sounds like something worth looking into. Yeah, I, I have been. And here's the thing. When I start making some money on that, too, I'm like, oh, man. Oh, man. I, I I'm going to make you go back around the block where you go back to that golden growl uh, drive through again. Yeah, exactly. So Chocolate fountain style. It's just fun because, like I said, I'm learning. Like I said, I've never really done... You know, Adobe stuff. I didn't have really been a creator, you know what I mean? I, I just put together a podcast. Exactly. That's what we are, is we do the, the verbal, the, the sultry sounds of D-Roy Everett come across quite well. But he, if he or I had to write something, I mean, it's just, it's awful. They think that we were uh, not educated. Uh, yes, we were uneducated. They'd say, 
what three-year-old scribbled this together? Where did you go to school? I'm from, uh, I, I don't want to say it. Because there you go. Don't, don't begrudge. I'll, I'll have to start editing yeah, stuff. We, all the, we don't want our... A uh, dynasty. I, I have a legacy behind me now. You do. So, I don't know. That was my, my, my two cents. I, I think it will behoove you. Your three cents? Is that free? Yes. Behoove you to go out and... And spend a little time. I've sent it to the group text. I, I know most people ignore what I say. I mean, I'm just an accountant. I see where people make money. Hey, being an accountant and making money all day, let's have some tax stories. You're, you're deep into taxes. Oh, man. What's going on? What's new in the world? I'll tell you what. This right now, if you are to the point where you have um, children that are 17 to 23, and there's a question of whether you should claim them or not claim them, there's this really nifty loophole that allows your children, if they work this year and you claim them, they will potentially be better off to claim themselves because they're going to get the $1,800 stimulus that they didn't get last year because they were dependent of you. So that and the potential of this next $1,400. So we're talking a potential of a $3,200 swing. So I hope you have an account who knows what he or she are doing. I hope so, too. Mine's busy making fungible accounts with his wallet coin. I know exactly what's going on with your stuff. I, you are on the list. After we're done, we're going to the good Chinese place. We're gonna, there we go. It's just walkable. They move I, here. I realize that I have to uh, start putting that together because I haven't touched my... Uh, I, I, what I preach, I have not done with my GoDaddy bookkeeping. It's all there. I just need to go through and uh, filter a few things and put you know what this cost is. I will tell you one thing that's been really cool, really fun, is we've had a lot of people. I, tell you, I know I say that every week. We have a lot of people reach out to us with tax questions. Um, I really like it because, like I said, it's, this is our special community. Like, it's the people that listen. Oh, I was going to say, ahoy among the pirate ship. We, we've dropped the pirate ship. Yeah, the pirate ship. We've got our pirates out there listening. And I believe the term is Ozzy, Ozzy, oi, oi, oi to all the new people down in Australia listening in. There you go. Numbers are growing, man. I don't know what you do, but, man, you do it well. Well, I have a, never mind. I was going to go back on that fungible thing, but I'm, I'm just going to go forward. I, 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 it's funny because if somebody calls in and, like, they want to ask me a tax question that is irrelevant and that they're trying to get free advice, I, I'm telling them no. Like, sorry, I can't give it So if somebody tried doing it, one of my clients says, hey, my girlfriend's trying to fill this out. Like, well, I don't know. I don't do your girlfriend's stuff. But if somebody calls I'm in, doing the girlfriend. If somebody calls in and says, "Hey, I heard you on the podcast. I will talk to you happily for fifteen minutes." Yeah, they haven't called from down under yet. Not down under yet. We're we're still getting all over the place. But Adam is international. We we are, but he has done. Uh, uh, can, can I say okay? Yeah. yeah. Oh, you can say yeah. Okay, I just did front of the program. All right, Adam's done uh, taxes for international basketball stars. Yeah, it's it's yeah. fun. A lot of uh, foreign exchange students from Japan. That's kind of where I, I caught my, uh, where they got broke my teeth. I, I, I learned how to do Japanese taxes. I think it's cut your teeth. I don't yeah. think you want to break your teeth. I, I don't know. I mean, you're the one that was at the dentist. They didn't break nothing. Oh, well, that's good. I was kind of hoping they would for a lawsuit or something get out of it, but, you know, I start charging them. Um, so <laughs> I always like to tax questions from, from the community, ahoy, pirate, whatever you just, uh, yeah, get it. The best way, you just go to the website and say, hey, I heard the podcast, and we'll get back with you later on that day. You say, hey, I heard the podcast, and said he'd do my taxes for free. And then they'll call you back and say, I'm not going to do it for free. We'll answer your False. questions. False. Derek will pay for them. Hey, I'll, I'll, exactly. 
I still offer still stands. If you have thousands of dollars that you can just give to the government, and uh, I'll pay for Adam's services, and I'll just take that extra fifteen grand, and or, or you know up to one grand, up to one, up to one grand. <laughs> that's that's Derek's uh, standing offer. His uh, his point. So no, it's been tax season has been really cool. Um, a lot of people are do, are are doing what you know. They're refinancing their homes. I mean, interest rates are at rock bottom. Um, so if you have that opportunity, you know, I would refinance your mortgage, get rid of that, that PMI. A lot of people, they don't even know, but you, know, you can get rid of those things really, really easy. Yeah, we, we did that ourselves this year. And, uh, I mean, I, I might, so I'm, I'm kind of confused. We did the refi, went through all that. Now my loan's been sold, apparently, is what we're yes. looking at, which yes. they told me it wasn't going to happen, so I sent them a nasty tweet at them and backed me up. I got it. And, uh, Anyways, it's just more of an inconvenience because I got everything set up because they made a big point about we don't sell loans. But point of the story is we were able to shave uh, seven or six years off our house, thousands of dollars, and um, I'm no one special that just does a podcast on a pirate boat here in, in Utah. So I wish I had a mortgage company or something to refer you to that would give me some money. Google it, find you some rates, but they are starting to go up a little bit too. Yeah. So jump on it, but yeah, we went up 15 years and uh, dropped a point, a little over a point, I think. Derek, interest on. Derek is well ahead. Of and our PMI gone. That's the thing. Everything there, there's there's a lot of things going on in that realm. Um, I, I know it has been the pandemic, and and there's been a lot of people that have been affected. But man, I'm telling you, it's been record 2020s for a lot of people. A lot of people. Uh, I'm thinking I'm going to be in that boat. If not, 2021 came out like uh, like a cannon. And, and I'm just hoping that everything I'm sending off to the PSA uh, and the money that's attached, I, I more than uh, quadruple. Well, I'll tell you what. Okay, if you're quadruple, I was going to say, whatever you sent in, I'll give you $5 more than what you paid for. Yeah, exactly. Well, that might be up. Well, now you got me thinking of a scheme I can get you in. Oh, I'm just going to start sending in just this, the trash card. So show you the bill. I'll make the $5, and when they come back, you're just stuck with them. Listen to you. Hey, we have a card show that we're thinking about getting into. We're not thinking. We're, we got to do it, man. we got to just, just throw down the bucks. There's a card show coming up in three weeks now. No, two weeks. Yeah, the 12th, right? Yeah, the 12th, two weeks from now on a Saturday. So, so March 12th, if you're at the Univer in the Orem Mall, is that what it is? Yes, Orem, Utah, University Mall. And you want to come say, hey, I'm going to have some Jerry Sloan stuff for sale. Um, I'm going to have some Jordan cards for sale. Adam's going to, I'll just be there to lowball Adam's offers. Hey, if I get money, then I am happy. We have a friend of the program who's uh, next half of the show who we may or may not have talked to a few weeks ago or we're talking to next. Michael Painter's going to be there. He's coming in. He, I, in fact, I think he's just coming to the door. Hey, what's up there, Painter? No, I'm mad. We're just, uh, I don't know. This is an interesting, uh, this has been interesting. We're, we're way late. If people don't know, it, it's later than usual, and uh, and we're, we're off guard. I will tell you one thing. We had to push back, but we've got a special guest coming up next week, if all goes well. Things that we've been talking about are, are going to come to fruition and you're going to learn from the expert in the ticket field. Well, there you go, a little teaser. So we got a great first half. Hope you're all doing well. It is that time of the year. Get your taxes done so you can get that refund, and then you can go to the Johnny Lingo store. You can go to the Double Comma Llama and spend that money and uh, enjoy your uh, spoils so that we can make money and go to the Golden Corral. 
Adam, our friends over at Cellhound have outdone themselves. They're giving the Death Piles and Taxes listeners an opportunity of a lifetime. They're, they're going to help us make some money, get rid of that Death Pile, get your items listed because you can't sell out of an empty wagon. Man, so all you got, kill that Death Pile. When you go over to Cellhound, use promo code, capital letters, Death Piles 25 to save 25% off of their service. And, and get out there and start making some money. Hey guys, it's uh, D-Roy Everett and Adam Beasley from the Death Files and Taxes podcast that you're listening to right now. Your favorite account, I know. It's the greatest thing in the whole world. A lot of you have been asking what you can do to help the podcast out, and seriously, all we want is a review. Yeah. Hopefully it's a five-star review, but if not, be fair, uh, at least a four. <laughs> we know you're listening. Like I said, we see the numbers. We're all over the world. Like I said, it's just we see it. We appreciate everyone listening. Help us get a little higher up there. Help us uh, get more new Helps listeners. The algorithms, people can help find us out, and it really does help. So you can go to Apple iTunes. That's where a lot of you are already listening or, or wherever you're listening. Spotify, Apple, you know, all of these different things. They're all out. Wherever you listen, give us a – you don't even have to write a review. Just give us five stars. If you want to give us a review, that's cool too. We appreciate it, and keep listening. Thanks for listening, guys. Death piles and taxes. You've been asking for it. The, the Husky section, even under quarantine, is reunited, and it, and it feels so good. And well, just, that was awkward. Uh, I'm Derek D. Roy Everett. Adam just went silent on me over there, and, and we got Mike Painter via the Skype, our, our, our uh, trio of the San Jose Three. Holy crap. My computer just weirded out on me. Okay, here we go. I'm here. <laughs> All right. Well, well, we're off to a stellar, stellar start. But uh, but how, how are things, Mike? How have you been? I've been well. Yeah, I think I had a we had a little bit of run in with the with the plague. You know, like everyone else has had some sort of run in with it. But uh, family's doing good. Uh, it only really affected my close family for a day or two. My wife had it for a few days and was sick, and then I puked my guts out one night. But after that, I've been good. So. We're, we're okay. <laughs> back, back on the, on the uh, green side of the grass, as, the, as they say. It's always a good day. <laughs> well, I thought we'd bring you in here and, and talk a little cards, give some updates. Uh, since we had you in here last, uh, you sold your, your Hogan card when you were here live on the air. Um, yep. Adam's having to do. He's just not feeling it yet. I thought that we were stopping that at the first of the year. Oh, heavens no. We're, no, we're doing the do, but we're, we're trying not to be so husky is what I'm doing. He's double He's on a cabbage. I got, I got the grape aid. The, the, <laughs> the purple drink, as they call it. I just poured me a crystal light. Crystal light's the way to be. Um, the Hulk Hogan card, you live on the air, you, you're cursing it up. I had to uh, you know, talk with the SEC about it and, and several other people just to just tell them sorry, but... Uh, since then, what's been going on in, in the world of, of wrestling cards, and specifically what you've been after? Wrestling cards have been crazy, Derek. I know that you've been following it. I think Adam's even started following it a little bit. Um, uh, I think uh, at the time, so so when I sold my Hogan card on air that day, that was that was really it was about nine hundred dollars higher than what anybody had sold one for at that time. Um, you know that same grade. Um, now. I think it's probably that that would be selling it short by five or six hundred dollars. Whoa, whoa, hold on, hold on. You said nine hundred dollars higher. You sold a Hulk Hogan card for how much money? Sixteen hundred bucks. What? Yeah. You sold a single. This is a single. Like, was this Hulk Hogan himself? Like, was this 
some kind of service that you were selling? No, 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 no. You didn't get the pythons with this one. This was just the card. So, uh, Terry, yeah, we Terry, bring the thermos over to the house on that one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, it was an exciting day at the house because I mean, I sold the other card, so I had two of them. I had the, a graded five and a graded six, and I sold the five for I think it was eleven fifty, which was kind of going mark. It was a hundred, hundred fifty bucks higher than what it had been selling for. Um, but then I listed the six just to see, and I put some crazy number out there. I, I want to say I put three grand or something like that on there just to see, you know, get people talking. And uh, started getting offers on the on the show that night, and uh, one thing led to another, and it ended up selling for that if sixteen or sixteen fifty. I can't remember what the the final number was, but uh, generally they had been selling for in that eleven hundred thousand. That that was the range they were selling for at the time. So I thought we were doing extremely well and we did you know i i don't have any regrets at the time but it's sure i sure wish i had that card back right now <laughs> <laughs> it's always that you know do, do you sell it or, or what's the saying would you rather have uh two in your hand or one in your hand or two in the bush is, is that the right saying there painter you're the I shooting think that's guy. what it is something about two in the bush yep yeah, yeah so, we, I mean, we have all guns like you do <laughs> yeah i mean that's the that's the thing though i mean it's if, if I wouldn't have sold it, then I'd have been kicking myself in the butt, right? Um, all of a sudden, the cards just tank off and missed an opportunity. I mean, I, I was happy with it. I made a lot of money off of it and ended up investing back into more cards, and um, that's turning out to be pretty good as well. <laughs> um, after, after I sold that Hulk Hogan card, um, I actually listed the Ric Flair rookie card after that shortly after. And uh, I listed it for a, a high amount. I want to say I listed it for two thousand dollars, and I ended up getting seventeen hundred for that, um, which was just crazy. Seventeen <laughs> hundred for another card? Yeah, yeah. I, I sold that the Ric Flair rookie card. It was a PSA eight. Wow. And I sold that for seventeen hundred dollars. Um, and being the being the shark that I was, I guess. Um, I was hawking around on eBay and looking and contacting people, and I end up parlaying that into another Ric Flair PSA 8 and another Ric Flair PSA 8 that was with the, the quantifier of an off-center. So I, I got those two cards for one. So, um, and I have those I have those two listed right now at a, at a very high amount. <laughs> so do you, want, do you want to give out any trade secrets on how you go about finding those cards and doing it, or is that something we're keeping close to the best? It's dealer's choice at this, this range. You know, it, it was it was a trade secret before everything started taking off, and the prices just got crazy on on those. Um, I think think the best thing to do, and and you guys, I think you've kind of talked about it before. Know what you're, know what you know. I guess research some cards, research where there's opportunities, set your or uh, your alarms or whatever they call it, the notifications on eBay for those products, and jump on. You know, uh, if you got five minutes, you're at lunch or going to the restroom, everybody takes their phone to the john, look and see what your your notifications are, see if there's opportunities, you know, and a lot of times people are asking, you know, for offers, you can you can give an offer opposed to just placing a bid or, you know, just paying full price, and sometimes people are willing to negotiate, and sometimes they have more than what they're just listing, gives you an opportunity to, you know, kind of prime the pump. So... You know? Let's talk about this auction we had the other day that you informed us on. I think it was a week ago, Sunday. That was probably <laughs> yeah. the craziest auction. I know we've talked about it a little bit on the show, but let's get it from your perspective about uh, 
how that all went down and what happened in that last, you know, 20 seconds. Yeah. So, uh, I, I made it my mind that I was going to buy another Hogan. Uh, I finally got my, uh, my submission back from PSA. So I'm only missing two cards for the full set. And I, I sold both the Hogan. So the, unfortunately the crown jewel of the set is one that I'm missing. And then I also missing a bruiser Brody card that I sold for a few hundred bucks. Um, so there was this set, um, I had reached out to the guy initially and offered him $1,800 or something, which is about twice what I paid for the set that I bought back in March. And this is the crown jewel of wrestling cards. This is the, uh, do we want to say it so people can search it or do we not? We'll we'll leave it vague. If if you really want to know, go find out what the crown jewel is. We don't want to go listen back to to the previous uh, painter. I mean, we talked about it there too. It's, it's, it's It's not a big secret, but you can work a little bit for it. Yeah. And that's the thing. I mean, if, if you want to jump in, you got to jump in because it's you, you. You better be confident because the the cards are not just uh, like I. My wife almost died when I paid for it the last time in that auction at nine hundred bucks, and now it's you, you, <laughs> the numbers are nuts. Um, I, she might kick me out of the house right now if I if she knew I was bidding what I was bidding. So anyway, <laughs> we 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 jumped onto that auction. So long. Eh, let's start over. I contacted this guy. My reminder came up. Um, he showed that he was bidding. He had the auction up, but he was also open to offers. Um, so I, I kind of threw him out an offer. It was a fair offer, but it was a little lower than what they'd been going for. Um, and he uh, he actually had sent me an email response back and said, "Hey, I'll give you this. I'll sell you the set for two thousand dollars." So I was like, "Well, yep, I'm going to do that." So I jumped back on. <laughs> to see what's going on and somebody had placed the minimum bid and and you know the minimum bids they automatically kill all offers that are that are out there on the table it it just closes them out so the bids the auction can start and so i was like well i'll i'll try to you know i'll I'll try on auction day to try to snag this one up and uh (laughs) i i text derek and adam and let them know that hey this one's coming and at that point, I don't remember, it had already passed $2,000 at that point when I text you guys. It was a lot of money. It was out of my range. It, we're talking <laughs> like Lexus-type money here. I can't handle that kind of money. <laughs> and, by, and by full set, how many cards were you bidding on at this point? Uh, 32 cards. So it was the full yeah. set. Yeah, it was the full set. Um, or no, 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 it wasn't. Sorry, it wasn't. It was It was a Hogan and Andre, a Ric Flair, Bruiser Brody. It's like That's six true. cards or something. Yeah, I think. Yeah, so. I, yeah, I didn't right. see them all as the set, so I, was, I, I thought it was less. But yeah, no, yeah, you're right, Derek. It was it was less. It had all the main players, so all the ones that were you'd you'd be able to recoup your expenses pretty easy. And uh, so anyway, I I text these guys and told them and jumped on. They're like, well, how much you going? And I said, well, I'm in it for 23 or 24, I believe. And uh, and it was down to 10 seconds. And I threw my $2,300 offer in, and it accepted as the high bidder, and two seconds later it was out, and then it just kept, I mean, it was machine gun after that. And I believe it ended up at like $3,800. Does it that was, sound right? Yeah, it was in the high threes, I remember. <laughs> it was, it was <laughs> enough that I had to question the, the online community as to who did that. Yeah, yeah, and uh, all, your, all your players, you know, the, the normal suspects, the usual suspects, none of them fessed up. So, yeah, I guess I guess we'll find out here in about eight months when they finally get the cards back. Yeah, yeah, and and I, the fact that it went for that much kind of uh, it 
kind of validates what I was thinking. There was the two of the cards in there that were the, the ones that really make a lot of money. Um, the Hulk Hogan card, it, it looked like it was every bit of a six, maybe even a little bit better. But the, uh, the Andre the Giant card, um, in my opinion, it, ha it was the best Andre I've ever seen as far as centering and the clearness of the card. Um, the corners were, were solid. Um, those are the things you want to look for when you're looking at cards. You know, I, I was all new to the centering thing, but that's that's a big deal. So, I mean, honestly, I think that Andre could go a six, seven, eight. Um, it'll be really interesting to see where it where it ends up. So I felt a little bad about not getting it, but not bad enough for that kind of money. <laughs> so, so guy paid, let's just say he paid four grand for, for those six cards or whatever. Yeah. Uh, say he comes back six and a, six and a, let's just say six and six on all of them. Where do you where do you think that puts them dollar wise on, on the uh, the sell? So conservatively, um, if he gets a six, a six, well, let's say the flare was a seven because I I really don't see too many flares go too low unless they're beat up. Um, so if you say a six on the Hogan, he's probably getting twenty five hundred bucks. Um, a flare at a seven, he's probably getting fifteen hundred. Um, and then the the Andre, if it's a six, that one's hard. I sold a I sold a four. For seven hundred dollars, but you don't see many higher than that. Um, I, I would think he's probably a thousand bucks. Now, if you were to parts. if you were to have got them and, and had a complete set, where where's the complete set at right now in your mind? Yeah, in my mind, if if the complete set's there, and if I have some the main cards are high quality, you know, if if the if the Hogan for some reason, if I could pull a seven somewhere or better. Um, with my flare at an eight, and if I got a decent Andre, um, Dusty Rhodes, all those, I, I want to say fifteen is probably realistic. That's fifteen thousand for those of you who are, are catching these numbers. There's a lot of zeros behind these numbers now. Um, that's more. Man. That's that's more than I've ever spent on a vehicle in my life. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know what I would do if I if I had it. I I mean. Pelican told me that I was an idiot for selling that that Hogan on the on the episode, but you know, sixteen hundred dollars is hard to turn down. But right now, I wish I had the full set. Well, was there, earlier today, Adam, Adam sold those three Jordans, and we were all giving him a hard time about selling three ten Jordans. But it is it's when you got the money there. I mean, I sold the Trey Young card the other day for three hundred something dollars, and now I'm wishing I held on to it and got five or six. But mm -hmm. you get that offer, you get that real money there. It's it's easy to sit on the sideline and tell somebody what to do. But when you get that offer, and you were record, I mean, you, you set a new record for a couple couple weeks, if nothing. I mean, yeah. how, how do you turn that down? Yeah, no, that's that's what I said. You know, I told my wife, I was like, it, I cannot turn this down. Just it would it would have been silly. You know, I mean, the numbers that we were throwing out. Um, you know, in hindsight, you know, obviously, if hindsight was twenty twenty, hell, we would have bought fifty sets when we were. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, we've uh, we've been on that Bitcoin wagon, and we've been uh, we'd be somewhere in the Bahamas recording this right now. That's right. Here's That's right. here's my problem: is everybody will give you their two cents. Okay, the last time I threw it on the text group for our buddies is I had uh, the Luka Doncic rookie card, the Don Russ. That I mean, it, I got offered eight hundred dollars, and all of you guys, no, no, don't, don't, don't do that. Like you know, hold out for a thousand. And like three days later, the card dropped, and and I couldn't sell that card for four hundred dollars today if I wanted to. I might be able to get three hundred and fifty. So 
everybody tells you something to do, and it's it's bottom line. It's what are you gonna do to make the money on that card? Yeah. Yeah. No, I I sorry if I told you to hold on. You did. Um, <laughs> oh, I certainly did. <laughs> uh, but he just hit that big shot in the playoffs at the time too. If you remember, he had that triple double buzzer beater, and his stock was through the roof. So. But it's interesting yeah. as as we talk about that, and I and I've learned a lot from that uh, money that you know. It's all about population. It's about how many of those cards are out there. And this is a, you know, it's a newer card. It's a 2018. And it's not like the high dollar optic. It's the lower, you know, it's, it's a Donruss. It's a base card. And the more that are out there, the volume, you know, the quantity goes up. So the price goes down. But with the cards you're looking at is the, the, I mean, these cards are non-existent now. Like I said, they're very, very low volume. And that's why those prices continue to go up. Yeah, I mean they're definitely they're definitely more rare. But I I think you made a good call on your Luca still because I think that guy is going to be he's going to be the man giving three or four more years. And I think he's going to run the NBA barring a ACL. And you're going to make some coin on that card. I hope so. I, I I've got a lot of uh, cards coming back. I've got a substantial investment, and I spent some time yesterday. I, th- I got called out on on a podcast or a text message group saying, "Hey, he's only got this number of cards on there." So yeah. I went home. I spent Sunday. Um, you know, I, I spent my Sabbath. You know, spending time with my kids, uh, listing cards. Put, put making, them to work like the Lord intends. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Earn your keys at the mire. <laughs> my kids had to, uh, you know, on the phone looking it up, and he's like, "Wow, this is hard." I'm like, "Yeah, it's not as easy as you think. I, you got to learn how to do it." But you know, when I I listed some cards and I kind of bundled them, and I had three cards that, like, literally, I'm into it. Maybe thirty five dollars, and I sold it for one hundred and sixty five. I mean, it's just for me, it's proof in the pudding. Same thing. It's saying, "Hey, I could make money on this if you know I got them listed." So. Well, like you said, too, I mean, I think a lot of it is we're sports people. We like sports. We like cards growing up. If you think it's cool, most likely other people are going to think it's cool, and and sometimes it's worth taking the shot. Like, I remember growing up, that Chicago Bulls logo was so cool. Like, I I like the Bulls. The Bulls and the Jazz were my teams until Michael Jordan started hurting John Stockton and Carl Malone, and then I hated the Bulls. But but anyway, growing up, though, that logo was awesome, and so I I bought that box of Skybox. I bought a case of Skybox um, cards. They were 96s or something like that, but it had the, the big bull logo. You guys know that one with the gold. Anyway, I got that one graded, and it came back a 10. I was like, well, that'd be cool. People like that with the last dance. Sold that thing within an hour for 45 bucks. I believe it was 45 Can't quote me. Uh, but it's it, just, it was just a logo. Skybox yeah, logo card. Logo. Yeah, it's just the Chicago Bulls logo. Because <laughs> I've, been, I've been holding off. I got um, a Washington Bullets and Seattle Supersonic, some of the teams that don't exist anymore, uh-huh. and I've been wondering if I should put those in to get them graded, or if that's just wasting my time, so you might have just convince yeah. me right there. Yeah, that one did, and it was $35, sorry, I sold for 35 but I, I wasn't into that box of cards, $20, and that included all the Jordans and David Robinsons and everybody else that I pulled out of it. Well, we must think alike, because I have that same uh, Chicago Bull logo card that I'm waiting on at PSA, I also have the Montreal Expos that I'm waiting to get ah, back, so... Go. Hey, there you go. When you get some Houston Oilers and we're all set, we'll have a whole collection. That's right. I'm an Oilers man, not a soccer fan, I, or at least that's how it used to be. <laughs> so uh, so you got back the Christmas Miracle cards. Have you listed any of those? Or, or how's the rest of the sales going? So that Chicago Bulls one sold right out of the gates. That was a Christmas Miracle card. 
and then uh, or yeah, I got so I got the the set from you, and then I got my my uh, whatever my my initial return that came back like two days after Christmas as well. And so I, I sold that one, and then I actually had a, a Stone Cold Steve Austin. Um, it was a PSA three, so it was pretty. It was a three or a four. It was pretty low though, low, low, low on the grading scale. Um, it's kind of roughed up a little bit. Um, and I listed that one for for a hundred dollars, I think, or 125 when it was taking offers. Um, one of them sold in the auction. So it would have been a four that sold in the auction the day before for a hundred and some odd dollars. So that gave me something to go off of. So people, I, I started getting offers immediately on that card. Um, but that one's starting to dry up. <laughs> you, I don't know if Derek wants me to let people know about this one or not. It's, it's, it's up to it's up to you. Uh, I, yeah, want, I don't want to necessarily dry up your market, but it's about dry anyway. So yeah, it's it's getting harder and harder to pick up um, the those games. Um, People like I, I started buying them at around 200, 225 as a max. You guys are spending 500 bills on or five bills on them now. It's getting crazy stuff. As we talk about, we had uh, an interview with um, some kidrepreneurs here earlier, and and you know we kind of talked about how the internet has changed everything. If we could go back and tell you know 14 year old painter that you'd be selling cards in the thousands of dollars, like. What would you have thought about that? <laughs> I would have, I, you know, in my head, I, I had cards because I always thought it was like a retirement thing. I always kept them in my Trapper Keeper and would look up Beckett and all that kind of crap. You know, that was my deal. But uh, turns out those cards weren't worth anything. <laughs> my, my, my 400 Chris Weber rookie cards just didn't pan out. <laughs> But I did, I did luck into Kobe's and some. Uh, I had a bunch of Kobe rookies in there and some Michael Jordans and things like that. But um, if if I could go back and tell fourteen year old Mike Painter what to do, I'd have said buy all those Hulk Hogan sets. <laughs> don't don't think that uh, people are going to make fun of you when you start raking them in. Yeah, you're not you're not going to care about fifteen more years about that stuff. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. Couldn't care less. <laughs> it, it's funny because like it says, you know. You have such an opportunity to make money in, in, in fun ways. I mean, we all have our day jobs. We do that thing. But a lot of people are, are churning now that they're turning this passion or, or this ability to make money in, into a full-time gig. I mean, I've talked to a couple people in the last you know couple weeks, and that's what they've done. So it's just interesting how you can make money online now, and, and there's so many avenues to do it. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah, I mean – yeah, I know Derek and I. We were looking at uh, the autograph cards. I don't know if you guys talked about that very much. Not, not a whole lot. We talked a little bit about what happened last week, but haven't oh, okay. went too far down that rabbit hole. You can go ahead yeah, and go as far as you want. We won't rip that band tape. Then. Uh, but I mean, those are things you just got to be careful about. I, I got a return going back to one of Derek's friends, and then the other guy uh, <laughs> was our mutual acquaintance. He. Uh, he blocked me after he asked what cards I purchased from him, which I thought was kind of a stupid move. Why would you even acknowledge that I emailed you if you were going to just block me immediately after? But Yeah, I think Macari's got some definite things to fix. I reached out to them, and they have a three-day window for you to get something authenticated or not. And uh, that, that, that dog doesn't hunt. No, no, it doesn't. Well, you can, so. you've kind of given us some good information on the cards, and I know that's what we talk about. But as this COVID thing has happened... Uh, what are you missing? Like when we're when this thing explodes, where are we going to eat? That's what people want to know in the husky section. Where are we going to to uh, get some of that celestial substance? 
Am I first, or is Derek or you first? Uh, I'm you. You're going number one there, Mr. P. Okay. I, I miss this little joint in, uh, in Provo, Utah called the Bombay House. They make the best Indian food in the world. And believe me, I've tried it all over the world. And by hell, the Bombay House has got it figured out. <laughs> they are delicious. So what am I, what am I getting, like some Masaman curry or, or what, what's your, your... – Chicken tikka masala. Um, you're definitely getting that and getting some um, garlic naan. Gotta have the non bread, and then if you're feeling crazy, we'll get some lamb curry. Have you, uh, have you had their their lemon drink there, or their lime drink? I haven't. It's no, like wine with seasoning, and uh, no, it, it's it's something else. I know they I know they always try to. Uh, it, well, I don't know if they do there, but at the other Indian restaurants I go to, they always try to give me my palate cleanser, and I try to explain to them that I, I don't do palate cleanser. <laughs> you don't cleanse your palate. No, that, that's a little too much alcohol even for this Mormon kid. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that's yours. What about you there, uh, Mr. Uh, D-Roy? Well, I, I think the game needs to get back out to Bendy. Uh, that will, that will uh, help a couple inches of mine get scratched. But I know Pelican's ready to load up the bus and go right now, COVID or not, hazmat suit or not. But uh, that buffet, we sit around and BS for about two hours. And then, you know, hopefully Lady Luck's nice to a few of us and come come home with a few dollar bills in our wallet and then call it a day so that's that's high on my list we we've got a you know we're close to the state line and where we live um certain things are are uh, not uh legal but you can go across the line and they are legal and i'm talking about gambling not uh, the other things that are in nevada <laughs> Adam's, adam was telling me about when he was in school and they have a, a career day you remember career days at school <laughs> That he had some interesting people come and present opportunities to the young women about what, how they can make a living in Perome, Nevada. Entrepreneurs. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that's a whole different uh, online business and everything. Yeah, that was 14-year lab had a lot more opportunities than, than Mike or Derek, <laughs> that, as, far, as far as money making legally. That, that's true. I, I'm honestly, I'm... We, we we didn't go to any football games this year together. Uh, that's one of my, my uh, enjoyments. Um, I, I would love to, uh, you know, hit up another road game. Um, I know in two years, it's that's too many out, but I know that there's a, a game that's going to be in Florida that I, I think we'll all be attending, or I, I'm already putting it on the schedule. Um, but, but just kind of hanging out, going to do fun things, eating food. Um, I, I like food. I enjoy food. <laughs> no, Adam's on a diet for the first of the year. You can tell that just by the food talk. I, no, I miss it too. I'm, I'm trying, trying to, you know, hit the skinny button again, but you know how that goes. Hey, Bear. So, so besides cards, what else are you into on the reselling world? Is there any anything that you've been, uh, yeah, enjoying? I, 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 well, I went all in on the Care Bears again. I did pretty well on them last year, and and uh, I found a few at the WalMarts before Christmas. You know, back in the September October time frame, and and they sold fast, man. I was I was excited, so. I saw I had an alert come up from Walmart that they were in stock, so I I, bundled, I went all in and you know I had a, a Derek experience with all the boxes at my door, and uh, I ended up not selling a single one <laughs> over Christmas. I got several Care Bears too, so I may end up taking the walk of shame on that one. But uh, I did sell some uh, some He-Man. I I went in heavy on the He-Mans too, and I actually ended up returning a few of those. But um, I sold a the each of the figures and the battle cat um, the day after Christmas. It was day after Christmas or two days after Christmas. I sold those um, to an international customer. I sold it for, uh, it was either 180 or 225 I can't remember, but we did okay. But, Just uh, making money hand over fist. That's all I had. Uh, 
And my wife gave me to come to Jesus talk about the He-Man the other day. And I, I just said, I'm going to lower the price. I, I don't want to take the walk of shame with the amount I bought. I can't even, I can't even fathom that one. <laughs> I think I think my wife may take the walk of shame for me because I'm still on quarantine, you know. So she may, she's out <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Next couple of days, those will get right back. <laughs> she may get those Care Bears back up. <laughs> I think I'm just going to try to lower the price and move them at this point. Uh, that's all. You, that's all you can do sometimes. Well, like I said, there. You know, Mr. Painter coming in on the the update. Um, Last minute call up too. We had somebody else cancel on us, and we went to the bullpen. Well, it's always a pleasure to visit with you guys. If do you have one more minute, Adam, I can ask you a question. Uh, that that depends. Is this going to be incriminating? No, no, it's tax related. Oh, okay. People might want to know. All right. So, so I did a lot of purchasing at the end of the year um, on cards and things. Um, so obviously I'm not going to sell them the same year. So which year do I add those to my, uh, if I, if it's my cost of goods sold, do I just use that when, uh, when I sell the product or do I add that to this year's expenses? Excellent question, Mr. Painter. This is always the hot topic, especially this time of year. Um, <laughs> and it's funny cause people throw around these terms and it's like, well, what is this and what is that? Um, it's always fun to learn, um, what they really mean. So cost of goods sold is. Basically, items that you have purchased that you sell um, and what, what they cost you. It's, it's pretty self-explanatory. Um, you want to get real nerdy with it, you know, back to the accounting days. It's COGS, you know, this makes you feel intelligent when you throw around terms. That, well, acronyms are always fun. <laughs> yes. Um, get back out. <laughs> but what you have to really look at is those are, you know, it's, it's your inventory. So as accounting-wise, it's like a bank account. You have to bank that item because you haven't sold it, um, and it, it's not like an expense. It's not a normal, regular expense like going and buying shipping supplies or, or different things. So really, all those expenses are built up into your, your inventory category. So at the beginning of the year, you'll have an inventory, and at the end of the year, you'll have an inventory. And that inventory is only what you've paid for the item. It's not what you've listed it for or what the future potential value is. It's what it actually cost you. So let's just, for instance, say that, you know, you had 30000 in sales. Your um, profit that you made was 20000 But you spent, you know, $10,000 on inventory. You don't get to take a $10,000 expense on items that you didn't actually sell. Does that make right. sense? Because otherwise, everybody would do it, and you'd continue to kick the can, kick the can. Um, right. I, I'm pretty liberal on it for a lot of uh, people because normally um, they're, we're not talking high dollars. A lot of resellers, you know, we always try to say, make sure that you've made money. Don't go negative. So that's just keep track of it. Know what it is um, so that we can, you know, again, always book a beginning and an ending inventory number. Uh does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. I appreciate your expertise. <laughs> well, like I said, you're going to have a, a, a different tax return than your normal year because you have been hitting it hard and, and making that, that, that uh, hustle money. Yeah, I definitely uh, – it's probably not the receipts in the shoebox year this year. <laughs> we'll see, though. <laughs> no, and, and when you get there, don't be like, like your brother, like text me on the last minute saying, dude, I need some help. Um you know, you, you get the Mike Painter card, and we'll give your brother the uh, the courtesy of it because he's a good dude. Um, you know, he, he's been battered and, and beaten by you guys as a young teenager, making him drag you to concerts that he probably shouldn't have been going to. That's 
That's true. It's the trips to Canada. Yeah, he was, he, no complaints here. <laughs> well, we appreciate your candor coming on this show and, and opening up there. I, we got out to listen to a couple pizza at McDonald's episodes earlier in the week. He, he's not quite down yet, but we'll get him there. There you, there you go. There's Mr. Painter. We appreciate it. And, and uh, what are those two things, Mr. Painter? How do we end the show? Oh, oh we lost him. He froze up. Wow. Right there. Oh, there he's back. back. I'm back. Wow. Can that, close it? That was, yeah. 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 What, what, there, there's two oh, things in life. There, there's two things in life that are certain, Mr. Painter. Yeah, files and taxes. <laughs> <laughs> and pizza at McDonald's. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.